You're listening to another podcast from I'dRatherBeWriting.com. My name is Tom Johnson, and today I'm talking with Saravana Kumar from Document 360 uh, to learn a little bit more just about um, how they've approached different challenges, especially with API documentation and, and other scenarios. Um, Saravana, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what your role is, and, and how long uh, you've, you uh, have been at Document 360? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm I'm the founder of, of uh, Document 360. Just to give a bit of background, like uh, the parent company is called uh, Covite.co. So we have other enterprise products in the company as well. And Document 360 is our uh, fourth uh, product. So the whole idea of Document 360 came uh, out of our own frustration uh, writing product documentation for our other enterprise products. So we've been uh, building software since uh, 2010 and for seven years uh, we, we were trying different things and eventually we found out uh, you know like okay there's a big gap in the market when it comes to a good software uh, documentation product. It's not really you know like a, initially you think it's actually it's a well uh, matured market and you should be fine with anything in the market but as you can as you can imagine like over the years a lot of things changed and uh, some of the traditional software uh, were not uh, good enough for us and some of the modern tools were also lagging some of the functionalities what we needed so that's how in 19 sorry in in uh, 2017 uh, we we decided we will we will build the product ourselves because we had all the expertise required it actually we put a initially we put a company wide hackathon we pulled the entire uh, engineering team of about 35 people for two weeks and we did the initial mvp product and then in january 2018 we assembled a proper team uh, uh, and then from there, we build and scale the uh, product uh, Document 360 in the last three years. I think that's a quick uh, overview of the history of Document 360. It's really interesting. I mean, you started out because you wanted to have a better, you know, platform for publishing docs. It sounds like you, you've been building software. Your company has been building software for a many number of years, and and you you would provide documentation as like a. a a companion to that software that you would build that that's right because there those are enterprise products like uh, I, i'll just name the product we have a couple of products called bistock 360 and server serverless 360 so that serves uh, the microsoft ecosystem in terms of enterprise integration and those products require demanded like a proper uh, documentation they're quite a complex uh, enterprise software and you need to document pretty much uh, everything like various configuration, the use cases and how to use it and all those traditional things, what you would expect from uh, end user uh, uh, product documentation. And uh, that that's where, you know, we, we were constantly switching. I think we switched about three or four products in like uh, four or five years. So every 18 months once we'll reach a stage where, you know, like uh, we are finding a lot of gaps and we're not able to maintain the documentation correctly. Uh, mainly because as we as the team started to grow and more and more people started writing documentation so at one stage we had like a couple of uh, dedicated uh, technical writers and then the support team was also contributing engineering team was also contributing and then it kind of uh, reached a stage where it was not really in a, in a manageable with the tools available and that's when we thought definitely there is a there's a market to create a product like document 360 yeah things like uh, version control, workflow, 
uh, uh, general UI UX uh, product itself, uh, all those things contributed to the creation of uh, Document 360. I think that's really cool. I mean, especially when you you grow the software out of your own sort of requirements and scenario. Uh, it seems like you, you really make sure you address all the different needs and, and you know, you're totally dogfooding your own product, right? And making sure that it works. Um, now, I, I have another question. It seems like uh, when I'm kind of checking out Document 360 it, yeah, on the uh, uh, different, sorry, on your website and the ratings, it sort of classifies it as knowledge management software. Uh, but many of the examples are look like normal API documentation sites. Uh, I'm just kind of curious, who who do you see as your target audience? People who are just looking for a good API documentation tool set or traditional documentation tool set, or is this more of like knowledge management, knowledge base um, target audience? Okay, the I will say like we are the product is more focused as a general knowledge base software product it's a there's a because it's a whole lot of confusion like uh, knowledge management document management there's a lot of different technologies uh, floating around and uh, they you know people classify in uh, different uh, angles so the way we look at it is if, if you are you know anybody who got a software company mainly a saas business or a software business where there is a requirement for your uh, product uh, not product knowledge base that is where document 360 fits in nicely. So we're even going one step ahead in terms of how we wanted to position the product. We wanted to position the product as a, as a, as a documentation software for any SaaS businesses. If you look at any SaaS, modern SaaS businesses, the requirements are you need to have a product knowledge base that is granted. You need to have a self-service knowledge base to give your customers how the product is working. And the second requirement will be you need to have more, pretty much every single SaaS company these days comes with the APIs and uh, you need to document those uh, APIs. And uh, the third point is uh, being a SaaS company, being a online hosted version. So you, in, inside the application, inside your SaaS product, there is a, you know, on, on context, in-app in uh, knowledge is, uh, is getting more critical. For example, if you are in the settings and backup restore screen, uh, and there is a help icon on that screen and you, you click that help icon and then you, you get a documentation relevant to that as a small snippet, as a, as a pop-up inside, uh, inside your uh, application. So that is another uh, popular thing that is getting evolved as a, they call it as a digital adoption uh, platform. But that is again, you know, for us, it's more like a, it's a knowledge knowledge base and you know, like you're giving knowledge in a slightly different angle. So that is another uh, aspect. And finally, there is a requirement for a private knowledge base as well, because if you look at some of the SaaS products, or some products are more uh, very, uh, like example, healthcare or financial uh, software, it's not really open-ended. They, they don't have like a public knowledge base. They want a private knowledge base where the users need to log in and uh, see that uh, knowledge base. So these are, you know, the four, three, four different categories where Document 360 will fit in, uh, fit in nicely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly like a, a a tool that covers a lot of different scenarios, not just not just your your help desk agent knowledge base articles, but also API documentation. Who would you say would be the main sort of competitors? I mean, uh, would it be Zendesk or Confluence or Flare or or like you know who are your top several competitors? 
I think it will it will it will look from um, um, the angle you are looking at. So the one way, you know, like if you look at this uh, market, like if you major lot of lot of the documentation is actually uh, written uh, by uh, you know like uh, using a help desk software like you know Zendesk, Freshdesk, Intercom, etc. Like if if you look at uh, the, any SaaS business, okay, you need a customer support product like Zendesk, Freshdesk, etc. And as part of the, they also provide a knowledge-based solution. And that is how we were using uh, in the early days. Like we, we are still using Freshdesk as our core customer support product. So it, it, like initially all of our documentations were in, were in Freshdesk. That's where we started realizing the, the gaps because these products, they don't invest enough on, on the knowledge-based side of things because their core offering is mainly the ticketing or a chat or, uh, or the more on the customer support uh, side, of, uh, side of things. But so we see you know, that as a one segment of competition. And the other segment is where you see like a really uh, high-end uh, traditional businesses like a Madcap and now the Paligo and Adobe RoboHelp and uh, they are you know like uh, uh, they're, they're on the extreme end where you know there's so much sophistication and you know uh, they they went down the route of uh, single sourcing and you write, you create a create a single uh, source document and then you produce it in PDF and CHM and online. Uh, uh, I, I think I'm what what I'm noticing is traditionally these guys are more like a off, offline mode, but they're now they are trying to they're moving to more self-hosted and uh, and online version as well. But for us, right from day one, it's a complete hundred percent online because that's what we thought the future is. You know, nobody really looks at PDF documents anymore for documentation because they gets out they gets outdated pretty quickly, and you know there are so many different versions are floating around, and it's very difficult to manage. So for us, it's always a single source SaaS version. So in that aspect, we you know those those companies could also be like a competitor, and and also there are other other segment equivalent to us. Like for example, Readme is a, a is another competitor. Like you know like Help Juice, Readme, Help Docs, Knowledge Owl. That is another segment where it's a like for like straight competition. And the, the other angle is API documentation. So you you will get into Postman and uh, API Airy and uh, those kind of guys coming from API documentation. But for as I mentioned before, so what we are trying to address is okay. We, we don't look into competition that much because we you know the enough market for everybody, and we wanted to address a segment of uh, mainly the SaaS companies uh, who need like a really good uh, knowledge base, and that is what we are going after, and we are. We, the lot of focus is on the engineering side and making sure you know we can give a valuable product uh, for this segment of the uh, of the of the customers because we we ourselves having being a SaaS company we we understand the problem very well and we think we can provide a polished product for this segment. Yeah, uh, I I think you know your point about starting online and making that the kind of default starting point, whereas these other competitors probably started offline it's kind of a interesting interesting um perspective and i think you're you're right like if you start everything online it is going to cater better to these SaaS scenarios where you have a lot of cloud-based stuff which is especially the case right now right where everybody is operating uh re remotely uh online collaborating you really need that kind of online collaboration to just operate today. Um, I, I want to ask a little bit more about the source format because this is a huge point 
of difference among different tools. Um, you've chosen Markdown as the source format. Does that make some, I mean, obviously Markdown makes it easier for lots of people to contribute. You don't have to learn XML. You don't have to be a data expert. Um, but does that make some features like localization or PDF or other kind of more systematic processing more challenging? Yeah, we when we started off the product initially, we started off 100% uh, uh, Markdown. Uh, so it's a purely Markdown uh, editor and we build a, a a polished editor with a preview and all those kind of things. But after like a year or something, we realized, okay, you know, the people still need uh, HTML, what you see, what you kind uh, what uh, kind of editor as well, because a lot of uh, content writers, uh, uh, okay, there are two types of uh, technical writers we see, right? One, one like a more developer uh, oriented uh, technical writers, they work very closely with uh, uh, with, a, with they, they classify themselves as uh, developers more de more more on the developer side rather than the technical writing side. On the other side, we see where uh, the technical writers are more uh, like they focus more on content rather than on the on the technology. Eventually, what happened was we started supporting both. Now the product got uh, support for both Markdown and uh, VC Editor. So you can go and configure it at the global level. You can change it, okay, for the entire knowledge base, we wanted to use uh, one of the editors. Or sometimes what happens is we have as a control, like you can actually keep something global, but you can switch it at every article level, you can switch it. That is working well, because 80, 90% of the time, uh, your, your articles are pretty standard articles. You only have like a standard things like headers and paragraphs and uh, bold and italics. That's how you're going to maintain a healthy knowledge base. But some 10% of your article requires a heavy formatting. Maybe there are a lot of tables and uh, uh, tabs and uh, coloring and those kind of things. So it kind of it's working well now supporting both the uh, editors inside the inside the product. And answering your question, okay, so certain things makes it uh, challenging, especially the version control, uh, because you need to strip out uh, the markdown uh, uh, symbols and then. Uh, uh, we, we address that problem by giving three different options. You can either check the difference at the markdown level, including the, the symbols, or you can check the difference at a, at a rendered level, like how the article is rendered and what is the difference between those uh, rendered view. Okay, this all this uh, in, you know adds additional complexity on the uh, on the on the engineering side. And uh, the localization, you are right. I think markdown created challenges for us because. Uh, we use uh, 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 the machine translation engines from uh, Microsoft Azure ML. We use it uh, behind the scene to do auto translation. So the customers can take an article and click a button and it automatically translates into a specific uh, uh, whatever language they have selected. Uh, that actually we need to do some manipulation before we can submit those articles to the uh, to the uh, to the, ma uh, the language translation engine. Uh, so that is again additional engineering work. And I think we had the same challenge on the search as well. So, you know, you know, we use Algolia as our uh, backend uh, uh, search indexing engine. And again, there is a challenge of, you know, like uh, not everybody supports uh, Markdown because there is various flavors of Markdown. So we need to do some additional engineering work to uh, make sure like uh, uh, those uh, special symbols are not indexed uh, when uh, when you're doing search. But yeah, of course, to answer your question, it adds complexity, but I think people love it. Like as I said, that when you have two different audience of technical writers, 
uh, we are catering for both the audience uh, well because of the two editors here. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Now, you mentioned Algolia. Um, mm -hmm. I want to kind of jump into that a little bit because um, you, I noticed Document 360 has both like a general search that would search all your docs uh, powered by by Algolia, and you also have a, a like a filter on the sidebar where you can type in a keyword and then the sidebar will filter to all those keywords. So you've got like two pretty powerful ways to find and narrow down content. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you see people using the main search uh, versus the sidebar filter uh, to find content. Sure. Okay, the Algolia is our uh, core uh, search engine behind the scene that's powering our entire uh, knowledge base. So we evaluated Elasticsearch and a few more options and then we settled down for Algolia. So that is a full text index across uh, your entire knowledge base. It does everything like uh, uh, the header and then the title and then the attachments and everything. So the filter, what you see on the left-hand side is it's a pretty simple thing. It's not, we won't even classify that as a search. So when you have like a really uh, deep uh, high, hierarchical knowledge base with uh, hundreds of uh, categories, uh, so you wanted to filter it down saying, okay, you really are looking for some, say like uh, some billing query or something like that. So the filter is more to, you know, like a, to filter the tree view, what you see on the left-hand side, just from the categories level, it's more of a shortcut. Uh, it's, it, it's not really comparable to the search capability what we have uh, from Algolia. So the core core search is uh, coming from, uh, from Algolia, uh, yeah. And um, we've, you've mentioned uh, some API documentation scenarios. Um, uh, and one of the hottest topics in like API documentation is how to how to handle the reference documentation. If you have a bunch of REST API docs and you have like an open API file, uh, what are some ways that teams that are using um, Document 360, what are some ways that they're integrating their REST API docs into Document 360? And okay. What do you recommend? Yeah, the, the API documentation capability on Document 360, I think the honest answer will be, it's not really matured. I will, I will, I will say it's not really matured offering from Document 360 at this stage. But as a roadmap, you know, the one of the things we are going to pick up in the 2021 first quarter is to bring like a first party uh, API documentation capabilities. Right now, the way we have people are using it for API documentation, including us, like in, we documented our APIs using Document 360. It's more of a manual work. It's a combination of you know like. A, uh, somebody really documenting all those operations and the methods and uh, uh, everything. So we don't have like any you know Swagger import or Open API import or anything at 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 this stage. But as a roadmap, you know that is something uh, we will pick up. We we are trying to address the problems one by one. Like uh, you know initially we we went live with uh, addressing the as a public knowledge base, and then we had a phase where we focused more on a private as addressing. A, the requirements of a private knowledge base, and then one phase we we address all those in-app uh, assistant kind of uh, thing, and the next thing we will be picking up the more on the API documentation and making it as a first-party uh, uh, offering. So I think the principle, as a principle, what we have is you know whatever we are touching, we wanted to do it really in a more polished and uh, a nicer way. 
and we are trying to address it uh, one by one. So that is the state of uh, APA documentation and document 360 at this stage. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I know that you guys have a really pretty uh, aggressive roadmap. I mean, you've just been around for several years, and you're already like risen to uh, number one ratings in a lot of different uh, groups. And it's pretty impressive to see like all the features you're 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 checking off, right? Localization was a huge release that you recently did, and and it is impressive. I'm kind of curious what the how long you're going to sustain this cadence. Like, are you in an active development mode and will you kind of uh, taper off later? Or like, are you just going to keep moving forward with more and more features? Yeah, it's, it's exactly, you know, by this December, it's three years since we started the uh, first, uh, first line of code. Like, as I said, like we did our hackathon back in December uh, 2017, and it's exactly three years in, uh, by uh, end of this uh, December. So we were pretty aggressive uh, in terms of you know like uh, bringing features and then uh, so we were uh, we were trying to address all of our own requirements as well and then they, they, we we got a really strong uh, engineering and the UI UX team working on this uh, this product and also me you know like even though we have multiple products in the company for the past uh, three years all my focus is uh, on, on this particular product in fact. I'm the product owner of uh, Document 360, so I just took myself out of all other products and then put all my efforts into uh, Document 360 as well. And also, we we, we got all those good uh, engineers and you know like uh, the best team uh, working on this uh, product as well. In terms of roadmap, uh, I won't say we are fully matured in uh, not fully matured in the sense whatever we are offering, they are all really matured offering. But we still see a lot of potential to improve the product and then you know like add a lot of uh, functionalities. So for example, API documentation I mentioned. So that is one big uh, feature uh, we, we wanted to bring. And the other, other features are more on integration side. Like uh, we are working uh, on bringing like a very tight integration with uh, Salesforce because a lot of people we, we saw compliance like uh, the Salesforce got its knowledge base that's not good enough. So we see a lot of things we are working on that. And the other thing is GitHub integration is uh, is another thing. Like we we have a couple of customers who actually kind of hacked the system using our APIs and webhooks to work seamlessly with GitHub. That is something we are working on bringing like a first party integration with uh, GitHub so people can use Git as their uh, as their uh, uh, underlying source, but take advantage of all the benefits of uh, a great editor and the UI UX and versioning, not version, uh, yeah, even versioning and workflow and all those things uh, from Document 360. We, I will say, like you know, we got a pretty as it is, we got a pretty solid roadmap until end of 2021. Uh, so next 12 to 14 months, uh, we got really solid. Everybody is busy, like you know, we are really struggling. We'll be happily take another five engineers into the team. That is the current state of uh, the amount of things what we have in the backlog and uh, what we are working on. So, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that you, you have uh, some customers that sort of hack the GitHub integration. And I know that uh, Document 360 has, a, has an API that allows you to pull the content out of there and do more advanced things. Can you talk a little bit about uh, This is a unique feature, I think, among tech doc tools. Can you just talk a little bit about how like Document 360 has a content API where you can just like get the article and use a, a an API call to 
sure. pull it somewhere else. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Document 360 got like a very good uh, API, customer-facing API layer. We exposed all our APIs. So whatever we are doing on the front end, uh, technically you can do it via our APIs as well. So things like creating articles, creating categories and branching and uh, all those kind of things. So, so we got like a fully documented uh, API. And also we have the web books as well. Like we, the, all the events that happens inside your documentation, say somebody published an article or somebody uh, created a new category or all those events, we, we push those events as well. So you got both ways. You can you know, use those APIs to uh, 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 create uh, uh, knowledge base. So mainly uh, we have seen people using it along with their internal systems. Maybe you know there is a build and as part of the build, they push some uh, documentation into Document 360. So those guys use uh, APIs to push it. And the, and the webhooks, uh, is, uh, you know, we, all these events can be consumed as a, as a raw webhook. Uh, at the same time, we also have a really good uh, notification channels where like, you can get notified via Slack and Teams and uh, uh, and email and uh, uh, those kind of channels as well. So the one customer, I think they they work with a lot of external vendors and they had a lot pre already had a lot of integration on the uh, on the on the GitHub for their documentation. So they are you taking advantage of both these APIs and webhooks together, and they built a small utility. Uh, application on their side to stitch all uh, everything together, and I think all their vendors they 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 push uh, push their documentation into Git, and from Git it gets synced into Document 360. So they build it themselves. So we did uh, have a couple of uh, uh, you know meetings with them. In fact, like we are going to work closely with them uh, to make it as a really like a part of the product rather than uh, people uh, doing uh, customization because. We, we can see that scenario is uh, is get uh, could uh, open up a lot of opportunities. So I think we are going to go down that road soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's neat to see all the different ways that Document 360 is evolving and and how you're kind of seeing what the needs what needs customers have, uh, especially in the API doc space and trying to uh, you know develop features for those needs because I. I definitely think there's, uh, you know, even though there are, there are a ton of static site generators and, and so on, the reality is, is that the API documentation tool space really needs more robust tools. Like, you know, people don't want to have to implement search on their own. They don't want to have to develop the, the, the UI. I mean, the, the whole idea of having an API that you can pull content out is huge. And even though a lot of people in the API doc space do tend to kind of have all these uh, custom custom built tools from static site generators and so on. Um, having all this sort of out of the box as functionality where, where you can just use it and then focus on writing content is, would be a huge kind of uh, uh, advantage, I think. Um, you know, we talked about a lot of different topics. Just wanted to see if there's anything that we didn't touch upon. There's so many things we could talk about, but Anything we, did, we didn't talk about that you, you're uh, wanting to cover before we sort of wrap up? Um, I think we covered everything. I'm sure we, you know, I can talk about more and more on the features, but uh, this is more about, you know, like a general uh, discussion topic. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, uh, I, I did point out in the early in in the beginning of the podcast as well. Uh, initially, we thought this market is super matured, and you know, you should have 
you'll have like a really good products to uh, you know help you write documentation but you know the reality is so different you know like uh, that's when we thought uh, document 360 you know we can build a product and given our experience building enterprise software so this looks like a, you know like a nice problem to take it and uh, and uh, solve it and uh, you know like uh, the api documentation space is still need to be matured and uh, we get frustrated when when you see like you know you go trial it and then the product is some product has been in the market for almost 10 years but uh, it's not uh, not solving the problem well you know i don't want to name uh, the products but we see like uh, uh, you know like uh, you mentioned we already started rating number 1 and if you look at it uh, the the people at the list there are like people been there for like 10 years so that just shows you know like uh, uh, there is a the room for innovation and a new player can come and solve the problem uh, very well yeah i think uh, i think we we are we addressed a majority of the of the uh, standard questions yeah yeah um it, it is cool that like a new a new player can come along and and quote already sort of have success and displace a lot of others i mean there there the space is evolving technology evolves so rapidly and and even though a company may have been around for 20 years or so on unless they keep innovating and keep developing actively to meet the new needs and challenges you know with the new markdown formats and api integration and more robust kind of search and filtering and all this stuff um unless they they they're constantly evolving in an active way they're just going to fall behind you know it's the reality of being in the technology space if you don't keep innovating you become stale so i love that about document 360 you're certainly like innovating and and progressing well if people want to learn more about document 360 uh can you tell them where they should go to learn more or or um i don't know anything maybe can you mention no, yeah, the documents like any any other product i think the website is the best thing so we recently revamped our website as well made it cleaner so the best thing is go to just uh, document360.com or io both are pointing to the same place and you will see all the feature uh, uh, features are all listed and we have some nice videos uh, that goes through some uh, uh, tutorial kind of things uh, that 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 will be the the best place for you to uh, 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 take a look and also we have uh, like any saas business we have like a 14 days trial uh, you can take it play around and uh, and uh, and see 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 what it does yeah can you also mention the document ninjas podcast since probably people who are listening to this podcast are in the podcasts. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. I think uh, I think about 6 7 months ago we started this uh, uh, this podcast it's called knowledge based uh, ninjas. So the idea is you know like uh, uh, we wanted to interview uh, technical writers uh, mainly in the SaaS space or uh, somebody in that industry for a while. So mainly to understand you know like what are their pain points and what did they learn about uh, and uh, what tools they are using and whatever learnings they they wanted to uh, share. Uh, we we touched based a few times you know the document 360 evolved out of our own pain points you know and also we found there are not that many uh, podcasts i know tom you are doing a great job but uh, apart from that you know we haven't seen you know like uh, the exposure for uh, technical writers and that's where we thought okay maybe why don't we start a, a podcast I, uh, i think our frequency is something like we do uh, uh, to, to a month something like that minimum 
uh, and it's mainly focused on uh, any technical writer. So, you know, if, if any of your audience, you know, you would like to get uh, come on a show, like details are all on the website. You know, you can submit your uh, your request and we'll be happy to chat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Sarvana. This has been great. Uh, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast and, and sharing your, your insight and expertise. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Tom, for uh, having me on the show as well. Yeah, thank you.